York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is JLS from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. And it's time to talk about these Knicks beating the Clippers 110 to 102. Well, you already know what time it is when we win, man. It's time to hit the gunshots because the Bob Mod himself, RJ Barrett, gives you 28 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, and a block on the night gunshot for rj barrett who did it all from all over the floor going into the leader that we want him to grow to and of course you gotta mention julius randall who is available today who gives you 24 points nine rebounds and five assists on the night gunshot from julius also, a lot of honorable mentions to mention today. We got, we got some sightings from Evan Fournier. We got some sightings from Emmanuel Quickly. R.I.P. to Mitch's ankles who gave you some good games. Grimes gave you some good minutes. Cam Reddish came in with five minutes in a little bit. And the Knicks finally put a game together and get a win at home before they go on this daunting road trip. I want to talk about it before I break down the details. Let me introduce my guy, the man, the myth. The legend, legend, the guy, the stats, and the facts. Right, G's in the building. The Knicks definitely needed this win after that three-game stretch, and hopefully this win tonight will lead into some good vibes going into that road trip because the Knicks got some tough games coming up. It's not going to be easy, and the Knicks need all the good, like, all the good vibes they can get to get through these next three games. Yeah, they need all the vibes, all the vibe, all the feels, and everything above, all right? Because, listen, I don't – and <laughs> – and let's let's start with something that's very simple. We gonna start this breakdown very simple because it's really easy to see why the Knicks won this game. And of course, we get to real details of of like who X's and O's and da da da. But at the end of the day, Ryan, the Knicks simply made shots. The best player of last season, who got the most improved player, who got uh. MVP votes, the guy who led us last season, that guy, the guy who haven't hit double figures in 13 games, that guy, that guy made shots today, Ryan, and that made a huge difference today in what the Knicks were able to do, uh, so like, I, it, it's really that simple to me. Yeah, man, because like I, like we've been talking about, there's been a lot of inconsistency with the Knicks, and the, and a lot of the inconsistency starts with Julius Randle. Julius Randle hasn't been the player that he's been that he was last season, and that is contributing to the where the Knicks are at the moment when it comes to record. And as you can see, when Julius Randle has a good game, because t- today he was eight of fifteen from the field, so he shot fifty three percent. He was efficient, mm-hmm. three of seven from three, five of six from the line. The only blemish on his game today was turnovers, but Oof. well, you know, we'll we'll talk about that later. But you know, when Julius Randle's knocking in shots, and then you get twenty eight from Barrett and fourteen from Evan Fournier, the Knicks have a, the Knicks can win games. Yeah, and you know what else it is too today. Today, where I feel like these guys today, they really they chose not to to double Randle today at the beginning of this of the first quarter. So Randle was able to kind of just do whatever the hell he wanted to do. And he was able to hit shots, and he was able to kind of move without thinking. And that's something that he struggled with all season. You know, they the Knicks have not made a Randall available to talk uh, to the media for the last eight games, and they've been fined 25K. They told him, we want you to – Tom, explain. We want him to go home, and we want him to concentrate strictly on basketball. And it seemed like it worked because he, he got you the shooting today that we really needed because for him – Randall has expanded his game, right? Like, we saw some really nice passes. I'm starting to see more and more passes out the post to, to cutters. I feel like he never really used to pass the cutters before. We're starting to see that. Um, he, he, he start, he's starting to see – you already see his patented passes where he he uh, fakes the shot and passes to somebody in the corner off the dribble. We've seen those already. But, like, along with the passes – we, we need him to hit shots moving forward, especially before this road trip. Otherwise, we're simply just not going to make it. <laughs> exactly. And I think Randall, he definitely mixed up his game today because not only was he hitting threes, 
He's also going to the post, like you said, he was making good passes. And he did something today, which I haven't seen him do all season, or he's done it very rarely. Because there was this play where I forgot, I forgot who got the ball to quickly, but quickly was in the lane. And then he actually cut to the basket where quickly fed him. And he was able to get an easy basket out of that. And I'm right. Like, yeah. So I'm like, if Randall can just mix up his game like that, because we know the three point shot's not really working for him, you know, overall, but, you know, just keep on attacking the basket, you know, make quick decisions and he'll be fine. Because, you know, even Clyde mentioned it on the um, broadcast today. The reason why Julius Randall's not really playing well is because he's too much in his head. He's overthinking things rather than just reacting to what the defense is doing. Absolutely. And you know what? Since you mentioned quickly, we're absolutely going to talk about Badman, the Badman Barrett himself, young Rowan, who came over here and did his thing. But since you mentioned quickly, I'm going to talk about quickly right now because quickly, uh, I've been complaining that quickly hasn't really looked like a point guard. Um, likely his his passing has gone down awry for a few games, but he's also had a pretty some pass some good passing games this season, which made me believe like there's a there's glimpses. Right, today was one of those days where the passing was on point. Six assists on the night with only 18 minutes, and like you said, I've said this before. Um, especially when he's with the first unit, it seems like he really has propensity to get Julius Randle wide open shots. It just Randall doesn't always take advantage of it. The pick and roll with Randall that you saw him complete today, like in the fourth quarter, I feel like that was a great example of quickly getting Randall open shots. But what I really liked about Quickly's game today in general was he was able he wasn't just Randall. Like he got he ran with the second unit, he got Obi a dunk. Um you saw Noel with a fadeaway. We see <laughs> he, Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. shout out. Oh yeah! Shout out to Noel. He 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 usually freezes out Grimes. He he gave the ball to Quentin Grimes a few times. He, today it felt like he spread the wealth a little bit more, and he was able to get to the paint. Yeah, most definitely. Um, quickly. This here's the thing with quickly because quickly is one of those plays where it's like, okay, we talk about the Knicks and the point guard situation. We're like, okay, the Knicks definitely need a point guard because you know Burks ain't gonna cut it. You know, Kemba doesn't really fit in. And then all we have is Rose. And quickly is one of those guys where it's like there's games where he doesn't where he doesn't look at the part at point guard and you're just like, can this guy really take over? Then you see then he has games like today where it's like this guy can really play the really play a position. So with quickly it's like you know, it's 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 not consistent yet at the point guard position. Like he'll he'll have those good games, and he'll have the he'll have those off games. But today he definitely played well. Great passing, mm -hmm. got other players involved, got players easy baskets, and I just hope that he could just you know find that comfort zone at the point guard position and keep going. Yeah, but I agree with you, man. And I I said this kind of on Twitter. I'm gonna say a little bit better here. Like sometimes, I, even me, sometimes we have to remember. This how development happens for certain players. Development isn't always linear. Linear, right? Hell, even success, even with the KOT show, if, if you're trying to start a new business, if, you, if, you, if you're trying to try something new, uh, learn something new on the fly, success isn't easy, always linear. Some, it starts and starts. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes and it goes back down. And then you see some rising, some fall. And that's with everything you do. And that's exactly what's going on with Emmanuel quickly right now. He, he saw in the beginning of the season, I felt like he was learning the point guard position. And he's had a few games where he his assist percentage was pretty high at the beginning of the season. But, you know, it's going to take coaching. It's, it's going to take people pulling him aside. Hey, look for your teammates more. And he emits himself. He goes, listen, I don't have, I'm still learning. He says it outside. He says it on camera. I'm still learning. I haven't done it perfectly, but I'm going to get there. And today was a good example of, you know, him learning and getting there. He had a pretty good floor general game. You even heard Clyde say, like, he, he controlled the pace of the game. That hasn't been the case for a couple last couple of games. Um, today was a good day for him where I feel like he did a good job controlling the pace and setting up his other teammates and not just looking for his shots. But it also helps that he hit some shots today. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting shots is definitely a positive. I mean, and the Knicks definitely need, need, need to be doing more of that. So That's a fact. So, again, I got to get the, the gunshots for the actual jump shots going in for quickly the game. Immediately came in the game, hit a couple of threes, uh, hit a floater, and set up the rest of his teammates for, for, for some shots. All right? Um... But let's let's talk about the bad, the Bodmon, the young Rowan himself for a second. Let's get back to him. And I'ma just let you brag for a second. <laughs> I'ma just let you brag for a second and talk about because RJ, man. Woo. 
RJ, RJ just turned it around. Yeah, man, like, because these last few games, like, you know, Randall's been struggling and somebody needed to step up. RJ Barrett definitely been doing that. And today, yeah, he didn't have a great shooting game, 9-24 from the field, but RJ Barrett definitely mixed it, mixed it up. He kept driving to the basket, finishing at the rim, you know, finding, you know, guys of pain and things of that nature and hitting threes. And, you know, RJ Barrett is really putting it together at the moment. And, you know, he's definitely going to have to keep that up to, you know, throughout the season because, like, you know, the Knicks are inconsistent right now. There's really nobody on the team that's really giving consistent play from game to game. And if RJ Barrett can continue to give the Knicks, you know, because I think, well, in the last, I don't know, like five games or so, he's averaging like over 20 plus points a game. So if he can yeah. just continue, you know, just doing that, you know, that'll definitely help the Knicks along the way. But when RJ Barrett is playing the way he's played, like he played today, yo, that, that he's truly the Bodman. He's truly the Bodman. The, the, the dude just looks like he figured out something. I, I, for one, it, it seems like from he, his first, it just seems like he figured out what pace to play at. Um, because he started out coming into the league playing strictly bully ball. And today what I saw was like a really good use of hesitation. He'll dribble or hesitate at the, the mid range point and then drive in, or he'll hesitate and then flick up the angle, flick up, flick up a shot. I feel like, I feel like his, I feel like the game is starting to slow down for him. He's starting to see angles and he's starting to really take advantage of pace. And we've always, we kind of said for a while, like guys like Luca. They don't really get rushed. They're not the, the fastest, but they're really, they're just really good at, you know, finding angles and changing pace and getting to the bucket and scoring that way. And I think RJ has figured that part of his game out. And he's also mixing it up with some of his strength and a little bit of bully ball as well. And it's, it's coming together. And it, it helps that, it also helps as well that he started to make shots because there was a couple of those three-point shots. I'm just like, is this is this the RJ I know? There was one <laughs> shot he hit over Reggie, but Reggie was draped all over him like a cheap polyester Steve Harvey suit from the nineties, and I couldn't even believe he made that shot. I was like, "Is this the RJ that I grew to love?" Like, this don't even look like the same RJ, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> For real, man, RJ definitely stepped up, and like I said, I just hope he continues around on this path. You know, it's funny to me because remember when we used to like argue about. RJ Barrett not being able to finish out the rim, then all of a sudden now, when he's driving to the rim consistently, he's finishing consistently. And yeah. it's like, it's like, where did that jump come from? Because to me, it's like it came out the blue. Like all of a sudden, he's just finishing out the rim. I don't know. I like. I really think that that part of the game where where Julius Randle was just out for a long stretch, it just really jogged. His memory because he started off finishing at the rim at a high level at the beginning of the season. All of a sudden, that goes away, and you're hoping it returns, and and now it has. And and not only that, like the, he's he's doing it smartly too. Like I feel like they were, I feel like today they were picking on Reggie Jackson. Like both RJ and and Randall was like, oh Reggie's on me, I'm I'm taking it to the hole. Oh yeah, I want to switch on me on picks. I'm abusing him. And so kudos to the Knicks for recognizing the list matches all over the floor today. And kudos to Randall and RJ for for realizing that, and it and it paid dividends. It definitely paid dividends to have RJ finish high at the rim and take advantage of those switches. Shout out, shout out, to, hold on, super chat. Shout out to my guy Alexander who sends a four twenty super chat. Says Rampage Row, yeah. Shout out to my guy <laughs> Alexander. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yo, we have a whole man. We didn't even talk about Cam on the streets, but you know what? I'm we're gonna yeah. leave some topics for you guys to bring up <laughs> and let you talk <laughs> about it. And we're gonna bring in our first caller of the night. First caller of the night, actually the day rabbit, is Big Reaper. Big Reaper. Let him know what you want to talk about, sir. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thank you for taking my call. Uh you know, happy weekend and I'm happy we won today's game. And uh so Absolutely. yeah, I mean it's uh you know, it's much needed win, you know, and it's um, luckily we're playing, you know, a team that likes to play uh, more half court like we do. So, mm -hmm. you know, we were able to kind of like, you know, um, and we shot the ball well too, but it, it definitely helped that, you know, the Clippers like to play half court. They're like a seasoned team, a se you know, C 
that seasoned veteran team, so that's what they like to do, and we're able to kind of take advantage of it uh, um, as well. Um, you know, I thought RJ played a great game. Well, let me start with Julius Randle. Like, every time he has a great game, I got to first say he had a great game. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he was very efficient from the field, you know, because uh, when he does, when he doesn't do well, you know, I always, you know, I speak on it. Like, right. even today, he has seven turnovers. Right. So that wasn't good. Yeah. That wasn't great. But... Was not good at all. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. But he he was extremely efficient from the field, which I really like. He was uh, very decisive. There was a few times where he kind of he over dribbled, you know, sometimes, and it did lead to turnovers a couple of times. But I just like, you know, I just like the fact he was very efficient today. For me, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for, uh, for me. That's the biggest thing uh, for RJ and for Julius. They just need to be a lot more efficient. Yeah. And to get today, Julius was extremely efficient. So, I mean, big ups to him for that. That was extremely important. Uh, RJ, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, he had a very good game. Uh, rebounded the ball uh, pretty well. Defense was pretty solid. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be the party pooper for RJ, but, you know, the reason why it seemed like he was c- finishing consistently at the rim because he took 18 shots in the paint, but he actually only made – six of them so i like the fact that he kept sticking with it because mm-hmm. normally he'll go like you know he'll like he'll stop right after like the fifth or sixth uh sixth attempt he'll stop but the good thing that we're seeing lately he just keeps at it he keeps going and he keeps going and so that's really good it's really been helping us a lot and right so, but here's the, other th- here's the other thing about that too going to the hole um he's able to get fouls going to the hole he had the most foul shots on the team Seven to seven mm-hmm. today from RJ, a hundred percent from the free throws, and you know, and he's been struggling from the free throw line. So, it's, it, yeah. even though he's been going to the hole, he's been missing it. He's been he's been missing, but he's been getting fouled, and he actually got a, well, he got a tech for a one foul not called. But you know, for the most part, he's been mm-hmm. growing contract, so he kept going there. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. He did a great job at the line. Yeah, he didn't miss any at all today, which is really good. And uh, the other thing, 14 rebounds, that's a huge deal. Six yeah. assists and one turnover. I mean, like, you know, I like to see that. The turnovers, especially now, he's become more of like a playmaker. And um, and he's also taken a bigger role in the offense. I really like seeing it, like, when he has, like, when the turnovers are, like, really low, like, at one. Because that's what you want to see. Like, you know, that's going to show, like, once he, you know, if he consistently starts to average now, he's been – consistently seems like he's around 20 points a game. Like I want to say the last 15 games mm-hmm. or maybe over 20 points a game. Yeah. He averaged like around and 22 ga- 22 points a game. I believe of the last uh, 10 or so games. Or yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I haven't looked at the assisted turnover ratios. He had the two games where it was just really bad, but I have a feeling his assisted turnover is like something like four to one or five to one. I'm just guessing, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, but if it's, if that's where it's at, then like, you know, then we got, you know, I think there's something really good there that we're seeing, you know, like it's Absolutely. Uh, his usage rate being up really high and then he's getting like five, six, seven assists and like only one turnover. I mean, that's a really big deal uh, for RJ. But again, like, like always for me with RJ, you know, it's, you know, it's the efficiency for me. It's like, and uh, for us to even do anything this year, both RJ and uh, Julius are going to have to be efficient, uh, a lot more efficient from the field. They're definitely going to have to be, both of them for the rest of the season, they got to be more like around for the rest of the season. Uh, from here on out, it has to be, I'm assuming like 45 to 47% yeah. field goal percentage. Yeah. If we're not there, if they're both of them are not there, I don't think we're going to sniff the playoffs at all this year. I mean, like, <laughs> that's just – that's our only hope right now. No, nah, you're and right. So, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just a really good game uh, for, you know, pretty solid – very solid game for both of them. Uh, Mitch, I hope – I don't know, like, I hope, like, you know, it's – maybe I hope, like, it's only, like, maybe he misses one game or something and comes back, and I hope it's not serious. But, you know, so that's yeah. scary. Yeah, just, just an update because Mitch did – Mitch did tweet. He said that he's all good. It's just a little tweak. So I don't think Mitch is going to be out for long. That's coming from the man himself. All right. Okay. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is... <laughs> Thank you, Mitch, because we can't. Because listen, RJ had 14 rebounds or whatever today, right? But you know why RJ had 14 rebounds? Because we have a choice. Because when Mitch went down 
Zubak all of a sudden started to get offensive rebounds. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Tom called a timeout was like, hey, guys, we need to chip in. So you, st you started to see RJ kind of cheat a little bit and, and like try to get rebounds off the back end and block a shot off the back of Zubak and chip in that way because we started to get killed on the boards because, you know, Noel, God bless Noel and Todd. They try, they try, try, bless their little hearts, but they are not Mitch. That man is big. <laughs> and he got arms longer, I don't know. Longer than um, I don't know, whatever is long, but he, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like he he gets all yeah. like he had, he had four offensive re Mitch had four offensive rebounds today, and which is inc crazy because the Knicks didn't miss a lot in the first half, and he still had a huge amount of four. Oh, he still had a big uh impact on that side of the ball, so like, that that yeah. kind of shows you like how much work Mitch was doing. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, and then also New Orleans played a great game, too. So it's yes, like it if we can get this New Orleans for the rest of the season and Mitch, I mean, so that's going to be another really good thing, too. That's going to kind of, like, you know, help solidify our, you know, like, uh, you know, like basically interior defense. That would be really good. Um, you know, RJ, like RJ Barrett, like, again, like you were talking about the rebounding. Yeah, that was really huge, actually, to have the presence of mind to know, like, you know, to make that decision knowing that, Mitchell Robinson is out and he just like you know he picked it up you know it's really crazy he is playing like winning basketball and it's um and it is really crazy to see like you know how well he's doing and um you know so it's it's really cool it was overall it was a great game and uh Obi you know yeah Cam Reddit that's gonna be a very interesting one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah uh, I think you know what you know what's crazy it looks like Kevin Knox is going to be getting more burn from here, at least from the last game the Hawks played. There's a possibility Kevin Knox is going to be getting more minutes than Cam Reddish this year. That's, That's the thing insane. That's probably going to burn his biscuit. <laughs> That's insane. But I, I listening yeah. to, listening to um, the reasoning, he he Cam Cam requested a trade in the summer. So they probably was like, well, we ain't playing you then. That, I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> it was like, well, since you want to trade, we ain't playing you. Because <laughs> there's no way in hell with Kevin Knox. I'm sorry. Let me shut up. All right. I'm not going to talk about that. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. I'm, I'm, all right. No. Never mind. All right. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Thanks for so calling me, but we got two more callers in. I'm going to keep it positive. That's all good. Thank you. <laughs> all right. My man, I'm keeping it light, man. I'm keeping it light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep it light. Kevin, Kevin just left. You know, even though you know, I'm, I was also big on the Kevin slander too when he was here. But still, you know, Kevin just left. I'm gonna let him. Yeah. I'm gonna let him have his piece of that land. So I'm, I'm gonna let him have live. his piece of that land. Yes, I'm gonna yes, let, let him live. live. One thing yeah. Kevin can do for sure is shoot. So shoot. yeah, exactly. Yeah, shoot. And they love to do. They love to do that in Atlanta. So you know, exactly, exactly. He'll fit it in. And he fits. Any, any, any fits right in because they don't play defense. So. Uh... <laughs> All right, all right, all right. If you don't know, Ryan, I I, I hit the gunshots because because gunshots are also a metaphor for taking shots at somebody. If you didn't know, yeah, that's two two reasons. All right, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> shout out to the shout out to the show, man. And shout out to everybody that's rocking with the KTU. Shout out to Anthony Two One Two, Be Civilized, uh, Fritz Alessandor, Don Quan Tillery, and everybody else is rocking with the KLT show. Civil Analytics, uh, D Nice. Uh yeah, uh Naruto Goku, everybody who's on the show, man. Thanks for watching. If you want to talk to your boys, all you gotta do is hit that number, dial not three one nine five two seven six two four one, and you can talk to your boys right now, live on the air as we break down this next win. All right, all right, cool. All right, I know we got another caller up. Next caller, let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. You already know it's the boy Sass from Harlem. How's everybody doing? What's, what's going on? What's going on? We all right, man. We got that win, baby. We got that win. You already know we got that goddamn stuff. Yeah. Jeez, this going on this road trip. I wasn't trying to go to Cleveland with a loss. This would have been no. that would have been some BS, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna keep it PG at the end of the day. It, it, this is the Knicks that I needed going on this road trip. Like I was trying to reiterate when y'all first came on. Mm. Bench was looking all right. I understand Mitchell's probability with his ankle. I really want to give him a day or two that way. I mean, he might be able to heal up a little bit going towards, like, maybe the Miami Heat game. Right. I mean, I don't want to have him too far out of the lineup because right now 
I understand Nolan Noel played one good game, but that's one good game. (laughs) Like 14 out of 15 counting going back into October, maybe November. So I'm not really solidified with him yet in the lineup. I feel you. As far as his majority of minutes being rotated from Tibbs' way. I mean, if any, I would put more faith in Jericho Sims because I've been watching more relay on him. He's been averaging close to a double-double these last seven games playing for Westchester. So, really in-depth, Spence needs to break down the whole entire roster, Lego-wise, and start putting everything back together piece by piece because <laughs> all of this is really not panning out the right way. We might get a win, cool. That'll belly up, give us, a, give us some momentum, but we need continuity. We need togetherness. We need our whole team healthy. We have too many pieces outside in too many positions that are injured. We got Rose at the point. Yeah. Now that's shaky. Yeah. We got Nolan's Noel and Miss Robinson out at the center, half and half. That's going to be shaky. We just had to deal with Cam Reddish's injury coming from Atlanta with his ankle. Right. That's going to be iffy. I understand what Tim's only putting him in for five minutes because he doesn't want to have the chance for injury. He needs availability yeah. over you know what right. I'm saying? Anybody, you know what I'm saying, coming on the court and making a difference. Obviously, you got to be available in order to actually contribute. Obviously, I th- honestly, I think he just trusts. Right? I think I think his, I think his trust in RJ has just grown. I think that's what it's been right now, recently. To be honest with you, I feel like he feels like RJ is playing at another level, and now he's getting the Randall minutes. <laughs> kind of the situation. Basically, Tim's just going with with who's hot, and he already has a history of doing this. But my thing is. How hot is that person going to burn until that fuse starts to fizzle out? That's my question. Yeah. Keep them healthy. Keep them rotated. Make sure that you got your adjustments on court. It's not like they don't watch more film than we do. After every game, they're in the film room, and they got to break everything down, knowing the defensive differences that, I mean, the defensive problems that they had on the other side of the ball minus the offense that was moving. They break stuff down. They know their responsibilities. They know their matchups. And they just need to start start getting better preparation for our players before they step on the court. Yeah. Know your assignments. Know who you're supposed to defend. If we have to go to a zone defense for a certain team, do so. If we got to play five out, play five out. If Julius has to play inside more than outside looking for three ball, because it'll actually open up the paint more and, and especially help people in transition when they want to drive and actually kick baskets out. I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, it's, it's a little puzzle for me. Like I said, I'm, I'm not done watching the film from today's game. Right. So I don't have my full hypothesis on, on deck right now. I apologize. I'm much That's fine. That's fine. Season. Sometimes you take that but, second watch to really see this stuff. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes that's what, what I do, saying, I, re- like, I, rewind, I rewind during the game. That's how I sometimes I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Mm, Thank God for DVR. But, <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> It's just in the pudding, but my um my experiment so far, I don't know if anybody wants to leave something in the comment section or just want to get the honest opinion, but me seeing how RJ is playmaker when he's in transition, when he's actually running and he actually has pieces that can actually run with him, say for instance, Obi. Obi is an energizer when it comes to transition. Mm-hmm. You see that you see that dunk that he got off got off that pass from quickly. Yep. Mm. Why not experiment and actually put RJ at the one? That way you can actually have a slot roster available to actually slide can to maybe the two or the three. I mean not saying that not not saying that RJ is a pure one. I'm not saying that he's I know he's, what you he's, yo he's he's point guard right now, but if you want to groom him to where you can actually make up a tall lineup, that way you can have more versatility switches and, and actually being able to actually defend the pick and roll better. I'm 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 just saying I don't know if y'all agree about that, but yeah, I I, I see it being a move. Um, you know what? I don't, I'm not completely against it. It's just, you know what it is right now. Um, it's just that there's so many guards. There's so many guards right now that moving him at the one would be like, oh man, another guard type of like another point guard situation we we're going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean, listen, David Fisdale did it first. Never forget. All right. <laughs> 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 I was there that rookie season at the party, so I know I was watching this. Oh man, <laughs> David Fisdale gave it. He had some bad ideas, but he made me. He had a sweet on or something there. But I agree. Yeah, you, I agree. Not- you, I agree with you. At some times, I'm like, yo, RJ is a pretty good playmaker. His handle has gotten better. He likes to push the ball. 
Um, I don't mind him playing someone sometimes. Not maybe not full time right now, mm-hmm. but I don't mind That's him playing one sometimes. You know what I'm saying? As Our, of right now, every game's really been a part time gig with point guard, so they might as well just start chucking up some ideas. Not saying that he has to play the whole game at point guard, but to see how some situations where he'll actually bring in Alec Burke to start to sub at the point guard, or he'll put quickly in at the point. Right. My thing is, why don't yeah. we actually start experimenting and see how long Deuce can actually hold down the one? Because he, he's already proven that plan for West so that he can run the one. Yeah, Deuce. So yeah. past options. Right. It's just that I feel him being hard-headed and not actually breaking the roster down enough to where he can actually see visually and independently which player is going to actually give him the most output from which position and what is actually needed for the team as a whole. From a yeah. collective standpoint. Yeah. Um. You, no, I'm just gonna throw it right quick. Yeah. This can be pretty rigid with his um rotations and things of that nature. So, you know, to oh, like, okay. yeah, we'll be like, yeah, we can, you know, look at it and be like, yeah, you know, why don't we play McBride at the one, or or why not try RJ at the one and this and that? But you we already know Dibs is Dibs is too rigid. He has his guys that he trusts that you know in certain positions and. You know, and dibs go to his Burks right now at at the one. You know, if Rose is out or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, it is what it is. We got to deal with it. I mean, me personally, I'd rather see RJ run on the wing. But you know, why not throw him in there at the one sometimes and see, you know, what he can do with like a five minute stretch or whatever. I mean, the, the yeah, pro- I'm saying just, just to spice it up. I'm not saying yeah. play him throughout the whole entire game. Give him a stint of 25 minutes where he has to be the one that's operating the floor. He's the one that's getting the ball moved around him and into his hand. So that would be improbable for him to want to actually run the ball up every single time, 92 feet to 92 feet. That's not going to work. That's going to tire RJ quicker than him running in transition, looking for a shooter on the wing or somebody that he can actually cut and pass to. Got you. What's your name? What's your name again? I'm Daquan. Daquan. Around my way, call me fast. All right, yo, shout All out to Daquan, right. man. Yo, thanks for calling in, man. We got something. We got you. Got, you gave some. Uh, gave us some things to ponder on for sure, yo. Appreciate you, bro. Y'all stay safe and let's go next. Let's go next, man. All right, man. Shout out to Daquan. I see him in the chat all the time. But yeah, uh, RJ at the one is a, is a. I th- I think he's the second person to mention that in the past week. RJ at the one, especially with his increased usage rate and his ability to pass. People that actually like, I, I can. It's not a bad idea for Tibbs though. Tibbs just has to be able to. The pros on Tibbs is he's gonna maximize the talents of his players, and if there's ways to win during the regular season, he'll usually find a way to to, to maximize talent. That's why he's won like what the eleven most wins in the NBA as a head coach. So like he's not yeah. the top coach for nothing. The cons with Tibbs is sometimes he doesn't experiment enough but he's a guy who i think reaper said this a while ago and he even tip said this a while ago he kind of works with data and how he works his data is he'll take a set lineup for a set amount of time and have them play for like 20 games or so and then try to execute have them try to execute a plan and if they don't execute the plan the correct way he'll try to instruct them how to execute the plan the correct way and actually have them do it again and again and it, then if it doesn't work after a certain amount of time, he changes it up. That's what, that's what he's explained to, to you know, to the media. And that's likely why he doesn't experiment that much, which is kind of, which is kind of for me, which is why it seems like it's imperative for us to keep a lot of the same players on this team for longer periods of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> because I feel like the longer players are here the, and the more, the more pieces that are here for longer periods of time, the more likely is he is to experiment to and try new things because he'll figure out what what worked and what hasn't worked. That that's kind of what I think anyway. Yeah. Um Yeah, and also, you know, you know, Cam Reddish too, man. Like I wanna see, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna we're gonna need to experiment with Cam Reddish to see where he fits in. So hopefully he gets in where he fits in. Um he had a decent show and not much to talk about. Five minutes of Cam Reddish. A layup, a mystery, and a quick hook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, I think even though us Knicks fans, we want to see Cam Reddish get those 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe even 20 minutes a game. I think we have to be realistic about it, knowing how Thibs is as a coach. You right. know, 
it's it's not like it's not like Campbell's a world beat at Atlanta where it's like okay you know this guy's averaging like twenty points a game so he's going to, so we're just gonna shove him into the a rotation and he's gonna get like thirty minutes a game like you know it doesn't work like that with Dibs you have to try to work your way into the lineup and but the one thing about today's game with the rotations is R J Barrett R J Barrett played forty two minutes Julius Randle played forty minutes so. I would like to see that kind of scale down a bit, you know, kind of keep like, you know, you know, like kind of keep at like thirty-five minutes a game. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, we we can't we can't have RJ Brandon Brandon playing those minutes like every game. We just can't. So yeah, you know. yeah, I agree with you yeah. there. Back to back situation. This these these are the games that scared me in these back to backs, man. He he will play the starters forty something minutes, and the next game do it again, and we. we we won the game, but when the when the bench is rolling, you know, let them roll. Sometimes let them roll, and I get it. the bench comes in in the second quarter. They push the lead to I think 13, 10 or thirteen or something like that. The because before like, it was only it wasn't a huge lead before the bench got in. They actually pushed the lead, and then the lead gets cut to nine. And Tibbs close timeout, gets him out of there. And this is after Obi has a defensive stand. This is after Grimes is you know no Grimes actually stayed in there. The Grimes actually stayed in. This all after Obi had the defensive stand and he pushed the lead. So I would like, I still would like Tom to trust the bench more, um, and hopefully they'll get that chance tomorrow. And also, I know Mitch tweaked his ankle and he needs to rest, but man, Cav the Cavs are a tall team. Yeah, they are. So I would like for Mitch to play tomorrow because those guys are are long, and we need the length to kind of compete with those guys. Yeah, Jared Allen's averaging a double-double this season. Dude's averaging something like 16 and 11 a game. So we're definitely going to need Mitch to combat Jared Allen in the middle. But if if Mitch can't go, the Knicks need to gang rebound because the Cavs will out-rebound the hell out of us with Allen and Mobley and those guys in the paint grabbing, you know, to grab boards and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. All right. Shout out to the chat, man. Everybody's rocking with the KOT show. Shout out to T. Williams. Shout out to Taryn Mosley. Shout out to my light that just keeps coming out during the um during the, <laughs> the show. Shout out to the how to pay the light bill. Shout out to that. Terrence and Terrence. <laughs> shout out to Myth. Shout out to Anthony 212, June Ross. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. T. Williams, Rich Jim. If you want to call and you already know what to do, just dial that number at the bottom. Uh, 319-527-6241 and shout out to Daquan who, who gave us a call earlier before definitely a uh, call back again Daquan alright next caller up tell us what your name is where you're from and I'm trying to fix these lights once again All right. <laughs> <laughs> next caller next caller next caller next caller caller you there caller you there or should we keep talking alright you know what all right, guys. I guess we keep talking. Then. I guess we keep talking. All right. One thing I want. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I also want to mention, Ryan. Um, the the Knicks defense. You know what? We started shooting well in the beginning of the game, and I felt like I we get into these stretches where if we shoot too well, we don't play defense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> particularly the first unit. Because yeah. I don't, it was crazy. At halftime, we shot um, 49% from the field. And the, and the Clippers actually shot a better percentage than us. But we were winning. <laughs> and that's only because we were hitting our threes. And so I would like to have a complete game. I know we won the game, so it's a nitpicky stuff. We were winning the entire game. But I would like to, next game or moving forward, I would like to actually play on the defensive part of the ball and not have the defense to take the offense and the offense to take the defense or if you shoot too well screw defense we don't need it like we'll just keep shooting threes like we need to <laughs> we need to play both sides of the ball sometimes because i feel yeah, like guys I, like evan fournier's stuff kind of slacked in the second first half go ahead ryan yeah um to be honest about it i i didn't think the defense was terrible per se like they were kind of yeah they were a little bit slow but I didn't think the defense was terrible. I, th- I think the Clips were really hitting their shots as well. And it was just both teams are hitting their shots, and that's why, you know, the score was ran up like that. But I'll say this, though. Um, in the second half, the Knicks definitely showed better effort on the defensive end. And also, when the second unit came in in the first half, that's when he saw the defensive intensity turn up as well. But I, but I wouldn't say that this game was a terrible defensive game. I just think that the Clippers were just, hot 
in the first half, just like just like how the Knicks were hot in the first half, and then eventually the Knicks just clamped down in the second half, and that's why the Knicks were able to get a you know some type of lead and just win the game. I get. I feel like there was a different intensity level. I feel like they were up. I feel like the help and recover was sharper. I feel like Evan Fournier was closing out better in the second half. Um, like even like, and it wasn't always smart. Like there was a play where Will Julius Randall tried to close out on Marcus Morris and ends up falling at the three point line. So it was it was it wasn't always smart in the smoothest def- defense that I've seen. But I, I just feel like there was to me it felt like there was another gear in the second half t- t- for me. Yeah, personally. yeah, most yeah, most definitely. Like I'm not saying yeah, the second half the Knicks definitely played better defense. I just I, I'm just saying that in the first half I wouldn't say it was terrible effort. That's all I'm trying to say. I wouldn't say okay. it was terrible effort. Yeah. You feel like it was so so. You feel like it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was iffy. Like you know, it, you know, like if if you were if you were to give a grade, be asked for satisfactory. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You see, you would give a C, B plus. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be like a B minus C, a C, B, C yeah, plus, sixty nine. I, I would uh, exactly like C a C plus or something like that. I would give the defense in the first half. Got you, got you. And, and the other thing I want to mention is Julius Randle's seven turnovers. Yeah. Uh listen, man. This is what I liked about RJ his game today, right? Because he had a six game, he had a six turnover game and then like a seven turnover game back to back or something. And I felt like RJ started to make quicker decisions and he started to trust his teammates around him. Because this because guys are keying in on right now, right? But f- today what I saw from RJ is when he felt that three players looking at him. He would quickly kick it, quick it to Grimes for three. He would quickly kick it to somebody else on a, for three and have them, like, loosen up the defense for him a little bit. And then, all of a sudden, the the court widens up and he's able to drive and, get to, and, and you know, get to his spots. Julius Randle, um, it just seems like even with seasons of re- reading defenses, he's still... I don't know. Like, what, like, why? I don't understand why he doesn't get it at this point. Like, there was one play that stuck out to me where they doubled him by the three-point line, Ryan. Yeah. And he didn't even dribble. He, he he had a dribble. And he chose to, like, try to squeeze between them and, like, pass the ball over outstretched hands and cause us a turnover. You could have easily, like, retreat dribbled to, like, see what's going on the court like and then passable but I, I feel like he just still doesn't get he does he still doesn't know how to read double teams all the time and that's a little bit concerning <laughs> yeah um yeah um Julius Randle's you know issues definitely rated his ugly head in the second half when they when the Clippers really started to defend him you know with the double teams and stuff and and credit to the Clippers the Clippers definitely did turn up the defensive intensity during that period of time when they were doubling Randall as well. And they did make it difficult on Randall to really read the defense and see where to pass the ball. So I give the Clippers kind of credit for that as well. But yeah, Randall is still, you can tell he's not all the way there yet. Cause when he gets doubled, he's still not, you read the defense like you should, he's still not making quick decisions at times. And then it just leads to turnovers. So yeah, Randall still needs some work with reading doubles and things and, you know, and stuff like that. But you know, hopefully that'll come back to him. But yeah, um, he's still struggling and he's still not making quick decisions when they do bring the double. Yeah, and that's ending on a bad note because at the end of the day, Randall still shot well from the field. This is probably one of the most efficient shooting games of the season. Gives you twenty four points, nine rebounds, five assists, three points made. And for us to win moving forward, he's going to have to hit shots. But hopefully, we, he starts to hit shots along with R.J. Barrett. Um, there we go. I I see you. I see you. I see you. Super chat. Civil Analytics sent a $10 super chat. says, Cavs punish teams for playing small against them. Why can't the Knicks seem to do the same? It's because of poor point guard play? Question mark. Hmm. Um, it's because, yeah, not, not just that. Like, I feel like, I do feel like Julius Randle sometimes doesn't know it's a, it's a, to me, it's a plethora of things. I feel like sometimes when we have the advantage, we we can't really recognize it and take advantage of it at full strength. Like the best I've seen Randall play against smaller players was against the Chicago. Remember the Chicago game where every time a small guy went on him, he just kind of took him to school. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he like 
he doesn't really do that all the time and he doesn't know when to pass and when to shoot like some so i feel like because he doesn't know how to play make at a full capacity sometimes when we have advantages we don't he doesn't take advantage of them and i guess you can say that's point guard play too but but it, like even when there is good point guard play sometimes he doesn't make the right decision like there's been a few times when we quickly set him up where all he has to do is look at the look all he has to do is look at the hoop and shoot an open jump shot, and he will refuse to do it. He'll pass up the open jump shot and dribble into a double team to shoot like a contested shot. So he has to get it together. And also, yeah. too, our shooting has to get better to take advantage of a lot of these mismatches as well. Because that's what happens with, with other NBA teams. When they attack mismatches, they'll they'll give wide open shots and shoot it into it, shoot it into it confidently. Yeah. Um also I believe it's not really due to point guard play as well, because you know, when the Knicks do have the size mismatch and the Knicks have the advantage size-wise. A lot of times it's, you know, a smaller guy than Julius Randle or, you know, it's it's on it's on the bigger guys to make good decisions. And Julius Randle, when he has a smaller guy on him, he's shown this season that he's not really at his best when it comes to decision-making. So the, it's not really point guard play per se because I don't really think – the point guard can necessarily the point guard can necessarily help. All, all the point guard can really do is, okay, I see you have a mismatch. Let me get you the ball right in this position so that you can make that you can make the best decision or at least take advantage of the guy that's guarding you. So you can either score or make the right pass, whatever the case may be. And the Knicks have shown this season that when they have those mismatches, they're not making the best decisions all the time. Right. Exactly. Which is why I want the Porzingis out of here. But <laughs> sorry, this this man can't post up Marcus Smart. Can you? But I mean, at least Drew Randall has shown that he can take advantage of mismatches way more than most people. But he needs. But uh, this year he's kind of regressed. But hopefully he can start to do that again. And he did a good job today. He kind of he punished Reggie Bullock. Not Reggie Bullock. Woo, Reggie Jackson today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be real about it too, like I think the only the only big man I've really seen take advantage of smaller matches is Mitch. That's the only guy that I've really seen where if, yeah. if, if 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 this smaller guy's in the paint and Mitch is there, like Mitch will grab the rebound in traffic and finish on him. That's the only guy that I really see on the that, that really takes advantage of smaller guys. Yeah. Now now that's something you know what? I'll give that to you. That's something that I feel like the point guard play could um improve on. But I I I gotta give the Knicks credit that we've recently we've been passing the ball to Mitch a lot more consistently in the paint and having him, you know, finish over guys on mismatches and half court play and even sometimes on like these kind of weird slow fast break plays. They're recognizing, oh, I have a post guy. He has a post a, a post up opportunity. So kudos to the Knicks in general. Is the entire starting five for looking for Mitch more in general. <laughs> All right. All right, so shout out. I think I talked about everything. Let me, let me give some yeah. more, more love to the chat. I see if Quick can play like he did today. He's my point guard over AB. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, I think I think he was about to say it for me. Like, most definitely, if Quick plays the point guard position consistently like he played today, he's easily my point guard over AB. That's no question. Yeah, because the the. It's funny because this there's been like a lot of it's, there's some quick hate out there a little bit, but I, but I, it's I, I sometimes I just forget people forget that these guys are still young, yo. Like, I, like he can still develop into a playmaker, like, and he he might not be a perfect point guard, but you saw did you see the lead pass that he gave the RJ for yeah. the slam and how on point that was on the fast break? Did you see the pass that he hit? Randall with on the pink and roll, he shows really good flashes of playmaking. And you know, right now he's a combo guard, but like I've said, out of everybody healthy right now, um, and quotations on healthy, like he's he actually can create shots for other people. And today he's done it. He hasn't done it in a couple of games before that, but he's had a few games where he has. So we gotta it's his second year, guys. It's his second year. So we gotta be patient with him. Um, you gotta be patient with RJ and you look like the patience with him is, is kind of coming to fruition. Uh, even McBride too, Grimes, like these guys are going to take time to develop. And if they do, when they do, and we can, it'll be nice for the Knicks, man. Knicks will be in a great, uh, great situation. And even if they don't develop and you're like, see, he was a bust, but you, you, 
you gotta we gotta figure it out. Give him the time longer than a year and a half to say he's he is or he's not this. I, f- I feel like it takes more than a, a point a season and a half to determine a player's situation. And I keep going, I keep going to like Victor Oladipo or or these players who became who even though Victor Oladipo is injured right now. But the point is, it's sometimes it takes players like five six years to develop into something into who they're really supposed to be. Is what I'm really saying. All right. Yep. I want to see more Cam death with RJ. Yeah, I definitely want to see more. Shout out to Cream Grant. Um, Camel. It seems like Camel get us some minutes. I'm not sure about tomorrow because Kimber Walker was out tomorrow in place of uh, Anthony. I mean, I mean Anthony Alec Burks. So um, I'm not sure what Cam's minutes are going to be looking like tomorrow. He might not get any, but you know, he looked he looked okay today with his layup and his his missed jump shot. He looked all right. Yeah, looked all right. Um. Shouts to repping old school. I think um, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to give some shots of love. If you want to, when you do, he said once Nick um, Nick said this win wasn't impressive. You got some. You got a chat you want to read? A, a comment you want to read? Um, I don't know. Um, Canal Ban Lawyer Cam took a bad three. In my opinion, he had the lane after the pick, but chose to shoot. I like him to clean that up as he gets more minutes. Also, look to be a distributor. It will open up his game. Right, yeah, pretty good point. Pretty good point. What did I see when when I, the three I saw Cam take was kind of like a three off a pick. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's his shot. I mean, he's he's more of a good. From what I've seen, he he hit that standstill three shot. Um, pretty consistently off the pick. I st- I started to see start hit that a little more regular regularity. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that point. It could have gone either way for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That is our show. It's good time to kind of wrap it up. Ryan G, let them know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. I also know you already know where to find us. You can find us in all social media. That is the K O T show. On Twitter, the Naked Time Show. On Instagram, you can also find our blogs on NakedTimeShow.com. So definitely look out for our blogs because our guys are Mikey and Ken are writing some stuff. So definitely check that out as well. All right, all right, and um, you know what too? I got the the double. Okay. Oh, I gotta give you. I gotta give your your graphics some love, Ryan. Hold on. Here you go. There you go. All right. (laughs) And also, you know what I say at the end of the show, as always. Shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? Tomorrow we are talking. Nick's cast will be here, be square right after the game. That is our show. We are out of here. Oh, yo, 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 yo,